Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Welcome to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal, where our goal is to change the way you practice dentistry by helping you achieve clinical, financial, and personal balance. Now, here's your host, T-Bone. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to part two of our episode on your five types of insurance uh, that you need to be uh, aware of in your life plan and how insurance, uh, liability and, and business insurance and health insurance and all these things fit into your over fin- overall financial health. Uh, so let's pick up our conversation back. Uh, I'm here with uh, Mark Ingram with IngramChildsInsurance.com. And Mark is our uh, State Farm agent, but he's not here as a State Farm agent. Uh, he's here just to really walk us through the different types of insurance and answer some common questions that we have. And and so I hope you find our conversation wonderful and let's uh, pick back up where we left off from our last episode. So we've covered life insurance. Right. We've covered personal insurance. Uh, let's get to business insurance. Business insurance. So um, business insurance, several of you guys out there, you own a building as maybe your LLC. and you, Even if you don't own yeah. a building, you're probably renting. Right. So we're good at both of those. So let's look at the first thing we have up here for the, the pre-podcast notes is owning the building. Right. So we'll look at... Um, the way T-Bone has. So it's like home insurance. It's like home insurance, free building. It's building, business owners, building insurance. Exactly. So you got to, you got to cover the, the roof, the structure. You know, the structure, if it burned down. Right. All, you know, if it, if it got wiped away in a hurricane. Right. Any of that. It's covered just like your home's covered. Um, in a flood, if you're in a flood zone. Right. Um, leak. Um, if you don't mind talking about what, what happened here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, we're opened, right? So, uh, we built, uh, we built Mona's, uh, uh, medical practice. Uh, we kicked out the we kicked out the insurance. Yeah, agency. thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> Not Mark, but they another, were no good anyway. Another, another insurance agency that was renting space from me, and so we we didn't renew their lease, and then we moved Mona downstairs. And sure enough, we spent three months building a beautiful renovation. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And we went away for the weekend, and we came back, and there was a pipe that had bursted. Right, water heater, water heater, water heater that right. bursted, and it uh, it it basically. Yeah, just messed everything up, flooded the, the everything. Half yeah. of our renovation, right? Within within one week of completing the renovation, so they were not happy with that. Obviously, um, so that that his building insurance, their their LLC building insurance covered that loss, and I mean it's pretty simple. And your insurance provider should you should have them on, you should have them in your phone, you should have them in your smartphone where you can text them, where you can say this is what's going on, and they say snap me a picture, take pictures, right? All right, I'm coming out. So. I remember coming out, climbed into the wall, looked at the water heater, and said, yeah, this is a mess. And so then we started getting, we called, we called the insurance company, and then we started getting estimates on how much it was going to cost, and that's between you and who are you going to work to get your stuff. But it should be that simple. You can choose whoever you want to choose. But we can Absolutely. choose who you recommend. Absolutely. I can recommend someone. So, so my point in this is about, and I don't mean to inter- I do. No, you're, you do. Yeah. You do mean to interrupt me, but <laughs> go ahead. Is... To me, this comes back to the relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, I'm working in my, obviously, this is mentally damaging to my wife. Okay. And I'm at a point like, well, we just, A, we need to stop the leak. Right. Okay. And then B, I got to get to work so I can pay for this. Right. Stuff, right. So you're losing on both ends. But, but, you know, to me, this is part of why have an agent if they're not vested in you? Right. So when I, and this is not about our friendship. No, okay? it's not. No, no, okay? no, no. This, this would, to me, it goes above and beyond our friendship. This is about, you being a part of my team, T Bone would let me know if I was not doing right, not doing well with them, right? So you know, to me, it's like, hey, dude, we've got this loss. Well, I don't even, I don't even know what the hell to do. Right. First thing, turn the water off. Right. Oh, get it turned <laughs> off. Right. You're right. So, 
So, you know, I literally don't know what to do. And this is where having a great relationship and a great agent that's part of your team can cut, whether they come in, okay, whether they dispatch somebody, but basically you guys handled it for me. And you said, these are your choices of who you can choose right. to, to mitigate this. Right. Right. And, and I and, remember that well, because you got to love T-Bone and, you know, in his upbringing, I'll say he wanted to, he was trying, he was trying to price it. He was trying, he was trying, he was trying. And Mona and I both had to say, you're not paying for it. You, you, it's not coming out of your pocket. You're, you're not paying for the mitigation of this water damage. And so long story short, everything's beautiful now. But what you, what he's saying is absolutely true. It's based on a relationship that you have with that insurance agent, professional, whatever you want to call them, whoever you're working with, they should have your needs up front. And they, they shouldn't tell me to call. I mean, if you had told me for me to call somebody, I would have been like, what the hell, man? Right. So I said, well, these are the folks that, that I know. Let me have them all come out and look. Yeah. And so they all came out and looked. Obviously, I can't say what you want to do or you who you want to work with. You can't tell me who to work with. Right. You can give me choices. Correct. And giving you choices. I do this every day. People come to me And you know who's good, who's not good. You right. know, you, you can, you know, kind of wink, nod. I don't know oh, what right. legally you're allowed right. to do. But, you know, and, and but you can make it easy for me. And you know, that's the whole thing. So yeah, you can get back to work doing what you do. I had actually forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I remember, trust me, I didn't. Um, look at my claims reports and I, I didn't forget. But those are the things like building insurance. That's if you own. So if you rent, the only difference is if you're renting, that would have not been your claim. That would have been who you're paying your rent to. That would have been their claim. Now, what about my the desks and right. all that stuff, the contents? Correct. So in, in T-Bone's case, there was this was two claims. One was for his building, and the other one was from Mona's equipment and her desk and her carpet, because that is her property. That is her practice, Gupta Psychiatry. So even if she's there. the owner of the building, that's still a separate entity that owns that stuff. Correct. The LLC owns the building. Her practice, her practice is in the building, right. renting so from the that LLC. Would, that would be, okay, so is that still under building insurance? That, that's still in the building insurance, and now we're kind of going into the practice side. So if you're, so this to kind of sum up the building, if you own, obviously, any claim happening to the structure, you have to including claim. Including floods, including, including water damage. Water damage. Fires. In, inflow, influx of water into it, right. Okay. Um, any fire, any of that. So if I left my toilet on or my sink on. Right, and it flooded all over the weekend. That would be a building claim and probably a practice claim, depending on what's damaged of your um, what we call your business property. Okay, so if my kids are so bad that they leave my practice <laughs> sink on, right? So you come in on Monday and you say, "Oh my gosh!" You call me, you say, "This is what's going on." Then we go ahead and we evaluate the damage and we start getting it fixed. Okay, so now we get into practice business practice insurance. And what do you mean by this? We're talking about liability, business property. Your stuff. Correct. You're, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. Loss so, of income. Loss of income. So the first is your general liability, which is that you hear all the time, slip, trip, fall. Someone wants okay, so to sue you. So you're not talking about malpractice insurance either. This is a malpractice. No. Okay. So, hey, I have somebody. So now let, let's clarify this. Okay. If somebody trips and falls outside in the parking lot, is that my practice? In business insurance, is that my building insurance? That is your LLC ownership of the building, building. insurance. So that's considered building. part of the building. Right. Because liability comes on both of those policies. Okay. So now, if somebody falls and trips inside my office and my practice. That is based on your practice liability, your general liability. So my business, practice. my business liability insurance. Your business liability insurance. Okay. So, so I don't, I don't need just, I don't just need, a person doesn't need just my building covered. I right. need, I need accidental crap that may happen in my building. Right. Somebody decides that they fall over my, they fall off my toilet seat because the lid breaks or something. Right. And now they want to sue me. Right. They have to get stitches, do all this kind of stuff. And people will come to you saying, can you pay my bills? Can you do this? Always contact your insurance professional before you pay a dime to anyone. Should I just have the patient contact them directly? You can have the patient contact insurance company directly, but let your insurance professional know that, hey, this is what's happened. This is what we did. I gave them your number, and this is who will be contacting you, and we'll tell you what we're. So you know, do. it's interesting. We've had this happen a couple of times yep. here, and 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 God bless these people. They'll claim all. We literally had a four hundred pound man fall down, and then claim that he broke was, his toe. He broke his toe, and, his eye, and he tore his rotator cuff. Right, and this was our fault. Right, and he now he wants us to pay his medical bills. Right, and so what I love about this again is I say, you know what, Mister Jones. If that truly happened to you, we want to certainly make sure you take right, care absolutely. of it. You know, so here's the great news. 
We have a wonderful insurance policy. I want you to contact our, our insurance professional and they will assist you in making sure you get paid what you're owed. Absolutely. And, and well, then I'm done with it. Right. And and I will say about 80% of the time these folks will call and they'll realize that the insurance company is very serious because this is what we do every day. We're going to take it serious because even though we kind of we kind of joke around a little bit and say he fell and did it really happen, we know stranger things have happened. Could it have really happened? That's up for the insurance companies and the physicians to figure that out. But we're going to find out the truth. And that right there is what helps you all. Because once you start paying out money to people, you're automatically accepting liability for what's right. happened. So, I, I again, I, I believe in turning that over right. to a professional. Absolutely. And letting them handle it. Okay, so what about business property and stuff? Um, business property, all of you all have very expensive x-ray machines, obviously. Yeah, not everybody, but we have. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> you should, right? Um, so... Those expensive X-ray machines that so like you have. my Seric machine, right? Your Seric machine, hundred fifty thousand dollars machine, absolutely. My X-ray machine, another hundred fifty thousand dollars machine. My chairs, thirty thousand dollars each. You know, all my stuff, all my of dental your equipment, stuff. yes. My my forceps, you know, my hundreds of forceps that cost two hundred dollars each. By the time you add it up, is twenty, thirty, forty thousand right. dollars. So that's why you need to talk to your insurance professional and say, well, okay, what do you have in here? And you should actually be walking through, as I remember here in this building um, with T-Bone walking through looking at it and saying, how much does this cost? How much does this cost? And yes, this is a rough estimate, but that $30,000 chair five years ago is how much now? What's well, cost of replacement? Right, cost of replacement. So what we're trying to do is go through here and get a, a, a not a precise, but a very accurate type at of the end number. Of the day, you don't need it all covered because what's the likelihood you're going to have a total loss? Right, what's the likelihood we're going to have to replace every one of the chairs? Right. I mean, it's pretty small. So the funny story is one time Mark came and I said, hey, Mark, I just built a training center. I got five Seric machines up there. Right. What, like, you what? He's like, what? You got you got $750,000 worth of stuff up there and you haven't told me about this? Right. Because if something would say that he went home at night and the building burned down. Those five machines would be covered. Those five machines gone. Yeah. And that's the, what we want to do. So it, so insurance professionals not to take money from you. It's to help you not lose money if something catastrophic were to happen. And business property can, I mean, it's all the way down to, you know, the paperclip holder that your receptionist has. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, let's get back to this week's episode. The biggest thing I find is, or the example I always use is, uh, uh, I, I had a friend who once had these wireless x-ray sensors and these are two by two squares, you know, that cost like $14,000 each. And he had a temp assistant in one day and she threw it away and they didn't realize it till the end of the day when they were hanging everything up. And then that, that thing's already gone to the trash can now, I mean like the dumpster. So that's, that's a claim. Four, that's a claim, right? So that would fall under your practice, business, property, your stuff, Absolutely. Insurance. my stuff. Okay. Now we have loss of income, your overhead insurance. Right. Um, loss of income, overhead insurance. Actually, if you're, say, let's look, good example, let's say there was some kind of interruption, something going on where, the, say, half your building kind of burned down. That's, that's, that's an easy example to use. And there's smoke damage. No one can come to work. It's going to be so six, 30, 60, 90 days 
before you can get back in and start making money. Well, every insurance company has their own way of calculating your loss of income or your overhead. How are you going to pay your employees? They still they still get paid. My it's mortgage. Not their right, your mortgage. How are you going to pay your mortgage? So that loss of income is going to look at your average for some companies over the last 12 months. It might be 80% of of your last 12 months. It might be six months times a certain factor. It can be... And there's a time period. Like some policies pay up to 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. Right. So when Mona's when we had that flood in Mona's office, so we actually had three claims there, right? Right. We had the claim for the building. We had the claim for the uh, materials. Right. And then we had the claim for the loss of income. The loss of income was with the practice. Right. Because so so now we Mona couldn't work, right? right? Because our office is now flooded. So we were out of work for a month. Right. And so that's a month that we paid bills. Absolutely. And team members. Yes. But yet we couldn't see patients. Correct. And so, so somebody's got to pay for that. And that's either where, I pay for it or I can actually buy a policy that, that has covers it. that. And any good um, business property, a lot of people call them BOPs, um, any good business insurance policy is going to have that built in. You shouldn't have to ask for that separate. But if you want that peace of mind, but sometimes that can be a, that. You know, a significant amount of money. Suddenly, it can be. You know, absolutely. You know, a good practice might be doing $100,000, $150,000, $200,000 a month. Right. That's above and beyond what most businesses do. Correct. correct. So, you know, suddenly you need to. You so this is another thing where, you're, you know, you're, either your insurance professional needs to ask or the point of doing this podcast is not everybody is blessed with a, a good team member insurance professional. Right. And so this my my point in doing this is for you to uh for you the listener to ask your insurance professional hey what would what would be what would happen in, and this insurance is not that expensive now that's that's the business probably your outside of going into your personal stuff that's probably your least expensive right which policy, is right. so which to me is well, somebody that hates insurance these are the things that I do want to insure. Correct. Like I want to insure things that I don't want to pay for in the event that they happen. Right. And the, li- the less likely they are to happen the less expensive the policy right. is. Now, a lot of you might be saying, well, how, are we going to, how am I supposed to stay on top of life, personal business, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to run a practice? Well, I'll, That's why you have a good agent. Right. You have a, you have a good agent. Or in, and T-Bones actually started, you know, he educates his practice manager on right. these types of things. So if he's got a question, he's digging in the mouth, he can just kind of holler over and say, hey, call over and talk to Mark, ask him about this. And she knows where to go, what to do. Um, and so right now, your practice manager, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, they should be up on this these yeah. types of things for you, right? Yeah, you know, Cynthia is our direct contact. Actually, Cynthia is our business manager for both my office and Mona's office, and so she, you know, she she's she's our liaison. At, at the right. end of the day, I need to be working in patients' mouths. Right. I need to be working, and Mona needs to be working. Right. Teaching. I don't. I don't need. I don't have time because number one, a because my relationship with Mark. Anytime I talk to him, it turns into God knows what kind of conversation, <laughs> and the next thing you know, I'm half an hour behind. Right. So, you know, I, I need to, you know, we need to, uh, to cut the nip those in the bud. So now that leads us into, so we've covered under business, there's building insurance, there's practice insurance, and that leads us to the third part of it, which is workers' comp. Workers' comp, which a lot of people, a lot of people fear the workers' comp. Is piece. that required? The workers' comp is required. Obviously, you have in the state of North Carolina, if you have more than one employee, people say, based on the state, but I don't know any any dentist that doesn't have more than one employee. Obviously. I wish I had zero sometimes. Right. Sometimes. 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 And a lot of people say, well, what about my, this is a key question on workers' comp. Well, let me back up a little bit. Everyone knows workers' comp covers an injury or illness or an accident that happens while you're at work or disease. So that's what it covers. So a lot of people say, well, I have independent. A lot of you guys might have somebody who's a 1099 for you, working a, a, a dentist coming in doing something or maybe a contract hygienist, hygienist right? Yeah. Contract hygienist. Well, that payroll is included in your workers' compensation because as you all, I don't know if you know, so let me just give you a little education on it. When you contact your insurance professional and they say, well, let me just make up a number here. Well, million-dollar coverage for your workers' compensation is going to cost you $4,000 a year. I'm just making this number up. And you say, okay, $4,000 a year. And that is based on a payroll that you give your insurance professional. So if you say payroll for, the, for this entire practice is $250,000 a year. And so that's what you give them. At the end of the year, workers' comp policies are what we call audible policies. There's an audit due about one month before your renewal. 
all the time. Oh, that drives me crazy. Oh, dude. yes. I can't imagine how many times you get on us. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm always, hey, check this out. Fax this back over. Da, da, da. They're, Email this, they're whatever. cancel my policy. Because they're going to cancel your policy. And then, lo and behold, when does something happen? When it's canceled. When it's canceled. No joke. So if you come back and say, well, my payroll was $125,000. Well, you'll have a credit back to you for your renewal of, let's just say, $1,000. So they'll say, well, the premium should have only been 3000 because your payroll was less than you projected. Well, the opposite happens if you have a payroll that's $400,000. Well, it's going to be more. And a lot of people wonder that. Why is it more now? Well, that now being explained, it's pretty simple. Workers' compensation is based on an estimated payroll, period. And so that's why the audit is so important to make sure that you do or your practice manager does or whoever or your accountant, whoever's handling your payroll paperwork, that they are on top of this and can just send it in. I even know for my small one, I send it to my CPA. And they send it directly back to me and I just kind of email it in. So workers' comp is required. It is required. It is required. I in will the state say, of North Carolina? As an insurance professional, I'll say it is required, period. Because my job is to cover, make sure you're covered appropriately. So, okay, talk to me. What does workers' comp cover? Um, give me an example of someone getting injured, someone catching a disease, or someone Like my assistant falls out of her chair. Falls out of her chair, hits her head on down at the corner of the desk or whatever. If I have a wheel out of patient... Uh, in after sedation in a wheelchair, and she she falls down wheeling that patient out and 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 breaks her leg. Breaks her leg. That's a workers' comp claim. And she'll go to the doctor and they'll say, "Is this work related?" She'll say yes, and that triggers your claim for workers' comp. So I think the more common, not the more common one, but the most you cut your hand, you you know, you cut yourself with a blade, or you stick yourself with a needle, and you that automatically, by the way, costs you a boatload because. They got to go take those medications. Right. They're forced to do it no matter what. You know, that kind of stuff. That is a claim of obviously you'll pay them. You pay all the medical bills are paid, paying them while they're out of work for the time they're out. So they get paid for loss of income. Absolutely. Underneath okay. your workers comp. And that's why having a workers comp is a necessity in your industry because you can have the greatest assistant, the greatest hygienist, whoever's in your office. If something happens, they're your worst enemy in the world now. Does this cover things that happen on a off-campus ca- off uh, work-related injury? Like, so let's say I'm, uh, I send my hygienist to a, uh, a, a, uh, a CE event. Right. Okay, and she trips and falls there. She trips and falls there. Yeah. Now, you got a couple different things going on here. Number one, we have to go back to auto. You make sure she has, you have um, employee non-owner's liability, which is something that T-Bone has, meaning if his employees use their personal vehicle to go anywhere and they're injured in the line of work, that his insurance will pick that up. Okay, so we didn't cover that. Where would that be under? That goes under. That's part of your business, and that's practice not, liability. Yeah, that, my business liability, and it's actually an auto policy for your business. It's next to nothing. It's pennies. But, but that, but that's like a rider or something. Like a rider onto my liability insurance. Okay, so I've always been worried about this. I'm glad to know this. This is this is about non-knowing, right? Right. So if so, if one of my team members, I, you know, I say, hey, like we just went on a field trip to Washington D.C. Right. For an right, education right. event. And I was in Denver, so I flew to Washington, D.C. to meet them. But they drove from Raleigh to D.C. because it was easier than flying. Right. And it was cheaper than flying. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, right. But anyway, so if they, if they got into a car accident while on a work-related trip, my insurance company would pay. Your for insurance that. company could pay or their personal could pay. It's, well, they would fight each other. The, the insurance company They would, would figure them. that part out. The insurance companies and the claims folks would figure all that out. But... If they're using, but you their want vehicle, that coverage. You want. I mean, I, I mean, that's fifty dollars every six months. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's like it's nothing. No, but you just want to make sure you have it. You want to make sure you have it because if they say, "Oh no, it's not going to my insurance," oh, so no, what if I that happens working. to me? That happens to you. It's going to go underneath your own auto insurance. Okay, because right. it's you. You're the owner of the policy. All right. Now we were also wrote down. So that covers workers' comp. Right. So we wrote down umbrella the club. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hello, podcast family. T-Bone here, bringing you our newest live patient implant training, Full Arch Express. For dentists already placing implants and ready to level up and continue building their implant practice, this is the golden ticket. We're diving deep into Full Arch Implants, the hottest game changer in implant dentistry. In this program, we tackle both overdentures and all annex fixed hybrids, mastering techniques that are essential for modern, comprehensive dental care. It's about getting your hands on the tools and techniques that will replace the doubt and fear with confidence and predictability. Here's the kicker. There's live patient training right here in North Carolina. You're not just learning theories. 
You're in the operatory doing real work on real patient from start to finish, guided one-on-one by our expert 3D mentors. You'll learn the nuances of each approach, ensuring you can cater to a wide range of patients to maximize revenue. Speaking of revenue, with me, you know it's not just about the clinical skills. We're bringing business into this aspect too, teaching you how to integrate these advanced services profitably into your practice. So are you ready to rise up to the top in implant dentistry? Join us at the Full Arch Express. This isn't just another course. It's a career-defining leap. Head to www.3d-dentist.com to enroll in our next session. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, back to this week's episode. The Umbrella Club, which is the exact same thing on a commercial or business side. I guess you can call it a blup if you want to. (laughs) Business liability umbrella policy. It covers above and beyond on your building liability, your practice liability. So if something were to happen and that slip, trip, fall, Mr. Man in the hallway. So again, we're not talking about malpractice. This is not malpractice. Totally different. This here goes above and beyond on your general liability. So again, same thing. Hey, Hey, I see his Mercedes out there. He's got this big building. I'm going to milk this one. Oh, right? absolutely. So, I, you know, my policy probably has a million, $2 million limit. Right. And then, so now I'm getting sued for $10 million. Absolutely. And where is that going to come from? Oh, well, that rich dentist has got it. <laughs> and then they see the practice doors close and so on and so forth. You all move to another state. But what you want to do is make sure that when you talk to your insurance professional, you ask them about these things because, they, I mean, we do this every day. And the goal is to cover you, not to break you. Yeah, yeah, that's not our goal. Okay, so you need some type of business liability umbrella. Umbrella, right. Okay, and then our last thing that we wrote down was, oh, we covered loss of income, your overhead overhead, insurance. Right. Okay, great. So I I know we're running over, gang, but uh, that's okay. So um, now we get into, uh, so we've covered life insurance, personal insurance, your business-related insurance. And I'm here with uh, my good friend, Mark Ingram, who happens to be a State Farm agent. And he's not here as a State Farm representative. Uh, but he's here as an educator uh, talking to us about uh, uh, life in the just various life and business insurances, uh, just because uh, I, I think it's one of those areas that I, I struggle in. And if I figure I struggle in it, I know most of us struggle in it. So it's an area that I want us to understand, to look to. I want us to have a potential resource. I'm not saying you got to buy anything from Mark, but I, yeah, but I, if you want a resource that needs to look at something. Uh, so now we, we've covered life, personal and business. And now we need to get to professional. Now, in professional, we talk about malpractice and disability. Right. All right. So malpractice, a lot of folks, um, T-Bone and I were having a conversation prior to starting, and we've had it several times. That's one thing I do not insure for him is his malpractice insurance. Um, not, not because we're not capable of doing it, but he's, he's got a good malpractice insurance right now. If it's not broken, there's no need to fix it. He's covered well. But malpractice is going to cover if you pull that wrong tooth. Obviously, you guys are you more. You hit a nerve placing right. an implant. You know, just malpractice, things that you do in the course of dental work. Correct. And so what, so what I look at my role for a T-Bone and his office is what kind of risk management tools are in place in your office to prevent malpractice? These policies and procedures need to be in place. Everyone from your practice manager, your receptionist, to your hygienist, your assistant, your, I don't know, whoever does your molds, whoever your lab folks, they need to be aware of what's going on because the number one, the number one malpractice claims comes because of the misappropriation, excuse me, not misappropriation, but where notes are not in sequence. People are not writing the right things down. They're not following the policies and procedures that are laid out in the office and people chart, note charts. I mean, chart, I'm, I'm losing yeah, my mind. Right. Clinical yeah, yeah, clinical yeah. notes. They're not done correctly. And so those are what lead to your number one malpractice claims. Yeah, that and not taking care of people. Right, not taking care of people falls on that. Right, your chairside yeah, manner. Being, being an ass to people, in other words. So, chairside yeah. manner. And a lot of people, this is one thing I did want to mention about malpractice. What if you're going out after someone to pay a bill and they file a malpractice claim? What happens? Oh, God, it's a, it's a pain, man. Right. You don't, you're, you're more likely to never recoup that money. I mean, you could do a $20,000 mouth and you're not going to recoup that money because they're going to file a malpractice claim. And so that's why taking your notes, um, having some kind of risk management procedures in your office set up that everyone knows. So if T-Bone is doing a CE event somewhere in Denver, as he was talking about earlier, or he's in Los Angeles 
and he's got a you know he's, he's got a dentist here who works for him and his staff's here and they do not know the procedures which I know they do in his office we're just using an example only how how does he know that these things are being followed that is where you all need to look inward at what your business practice procedures are. manual right so that way we can you know try to go over what happened somebody else did right. it wrong you know in, in in particular case that mark's talking about nothing that happened but right, we make happened. sure that our associate has his own malpractice absolutely coverage. but at the end of the day that you know he's working in my practice so i i, I own some liability there as right. well so i don't want to talk too much about malpractice insurance it's unbelievably important that you have it oh absolutely and we're for, fortunate in dentistry generally speaking that it's pretty inexpensive insurance you know, I pay fifteen hundred bucks a year for it, and and my personal belief, and I may be wrong about this, but my personal belief is uh, that we've gone with a dental only or dental specific company, mm-hmm. uh, and they do an unbelievable great job. And uh, you know, they may be reinsuring it through State Farm for yeah, all I know. More, more than likely, they're reinsuring it I'm through sure. somebody, right? right and they're just the the you know the the face to the name. That's why your rate is what it is. Yeah. So <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah. So now we have disability. So what is disability insurance? Disability is if you're disabled for a certain amount of time that you're actually going to be getting paid a percentage of what your income is at the time that you went out of work um, for depending on how long you're out and injured. If you become permanent, that's a whole different different world of SSI that you talk about for disability. But for this, if say, for example, you hurt your hand, we were talking about you're skiing. No, I'm out of work for six months. You got to work for six months. You're disabled. So who has disability insurance out there? Look at yourselves and ask yourself, do I have disability insurance? Why would I need it? And a lot of us look and say, the likelihood of that happening to me is pretty small. Like I don't have disability insurance. Right. And that's a conversation that, you know, we kind of, our T-Bone's conversation, you know, we kind of, kind of like our conversations are a little different than most. It's not a so much a sit down, let's go over. It's more of, I'm going to text you this. I'm going to send you an email on this. Now I'm going to call you on this. And then I'm going to get his wife to ask him and tell him what he needs to do. Because disability insurance, if something were to happen to your hands, that is the most important tool. Or your back leaning over. What are you going to do? That's the thing. What are you going to do? I'm going to celebrate, dude. Are you going to celebrate? He's going (laughs) to celebrate because he doesn't have to dig in miles, right? But what we need to look at is how how are you really going to pay your bills? Where's the income going to come from? I mean, I just, you know, listen, so I, I laugh and I joke about this a little bit because my wife does have a practice and God forbid if something were to happen to me, at the end of the day, we could find a way to live off of her. Right. You know, we couldn't live in our home and have some of the things that we have, but certainly we could downsize and live off of her. Right. So as part of my, my belief in disability is that, uh, but also a lot of us are single, single income families right? where the dentist is the primary bread, bread, bread person of the family. And if something were to happen to him or her, that would really put a dent. Now, so disability policies, as I understand it, has a time period before it kicks in. It does. And that's where you go to your loss of income or your overhead policy. And then then at some point, 90 days, typically 60, 90 days, Correct. then your disability kicks in. And it may be short-term disability right. or it could be long-term disability. Right. right. So what he's talking about is what we call an elimination period. So if anyone tells you, well, what? If you're getting a quote for this and you're saying, put together a whole package for me on life and business and so on and so forth, and they say, okay, what kind of elimination period do you want? And so for dentists, you can ask the question, how long can you survive without having the income come in? You might say 30, 60, 90 days, somebody say a year, depending on your own personal situation. But that elimination period means you will get nothing. So let's just use 30 days, for example. Elimination period is 30 days. That means the first 30 days you're on your own. Right. And then day 31, the claim is submitted, started. And so that actually winds up being 60 days before you would get paid your first disability check. But you might be owed for that 30 days beforehand. Correct. So depends on the policy that you have. In other words, you got to you got to be able to carry it for the 30 days while you're waiting for your check. You better believe it. And at, let me let me correct something. That 30 days, that elimination period, 30 days, there is no payment for that first Right, there's days. no th- payment no. for that 30 no. days. Now, sometimes to reduce your premium, you may go 60 days. You may go 60 or, or 90. 90. But this is this right goes into our episode that I did. I think it's episode three or four. Hopefully in our show notes, we can link to it. Our, our personal savings and professional savings mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, so this is to me is, something that you need to reestablish every so often. So one of the things that I believe in is that you should have three months of, um, of savings available to cover, you know, all these things. Right. So in the beginning, when you have disability, you may have a 30 day elimination period or a zero day elimination mm-hmm, period. Mm-hmm. Usually it's at least 30 days. Right. So you may have a 30 day elimination period, 
But when you get to your stage where you have 30, 60, 90, 120 days of savings, maybe to save on that premium, you go to a 60, 90 day, 120 day right. elimination right. period. Right. I know, I know in my profession is a little obviously different than yours, but we look at, you should have six months. Right. You should have six months as a savings that where you can survive for six months without, because during that time, other life events will still happen. Right. So if we're banking only on, well, I have this much money. Well, what if something happens? What if you get into a car accident or a parent gets sick? You have to put someone in a home, which we'll talk about that as our, as our next topic. But if any of these things happen, your kid gets sick, something goes on, you've got to tap into the, your resources to do that. So disability insurance in this industry, um, just like any surgeon, is very, very, very important. Um, and if you're, if you're a dentist and you're not covered with disability, I believe you're you're kind of missing out. You're missing out. And oh, you're, you're leaving yourself subject to absolutely. risk. Absolutely. And everybody's not in T-bone situation. Everybody, like as he said, you're single. Well, I'll go families. own a motel, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, but if his hands are messed up, he can't. Yeah, you know, he he can't. He can't check you into the hotel. That's okay, man. I'll use my feet <laughs> or something. I'll I'll get I'll drive an Uber. So we've covered life insurance, personal insurance, business insurance, professional insurance, and now our final topic is long-term care. Now, this is something I don't even understand because it's not even in my radar right now. Okay. Uh, but talk to me. What do you mean by long-term okay, care? Okay, long-term care. Uh, most of us know of someone who's suffered from dementia. Where are they? At, where, where do they wind up being? Where do they usually take their last breath? At a hospice or a, a home of some at, sort. At some kind of a long-term care facility right. or a home. Um, or if something happens to you and you're, you just can't really care for yourself, this is where... I mean, how many folks you've seen... They're thriving dentists where they're thriving, doing really well in whatever business they're in. And then something happens to them. They become disabled. They need to go to assisted care facilities or some kind of nursing facility. They need this kind of care. Long-term care insurance is obviously right now you, you pay up front for it. So the average cost for a long-term care facility for someone, a skilled nurse come in and take care of you, feed you, give you medications, bathe you, these types of things. This right here normally will cost you about $300 to $500 per day. You're not talking about the insurance. You're talking about the service. Talking about the service itself. Any long-term care facility is going to cost you about between $300 to $500 a day. And that's a, and that's a decent place. If you want a really nice place, you keep on going to six, dollars $700 a day. So you start paying for long-term I mean, care I went insurance. to Ritz-Carlton, so it might be 1000 And that's what most people want to do. And everybody, you've heard spending down your assets, getting rid of things to qualify, so that you don't wind up in that boat if something were to happen to you and your family member doesn't have to be your main caregiver, you, you get long-term care insurance. And a lot of you folks out there that are, I'll say, under 45 can really look at, look at the cost of this and benefit. If you're hitting 50 and 60 and so on and so forth, that is the premium on that is going to be a little bit more significant. But what you would do is you pay the premiums now, and if something happens, you file a claim when you go into you it. You keep paying these premiums you forever? Keep paying, you keep paying the premiums, yes. Um, and so that's why this is one, kind of like the whole, the whole life insurance or the permanent life insurance, it pays to get it early because we all, no one thinks that we can you know, get a brain tumor or get sick, something happens. But in other words, I'm paying insurance for something that likely will happen to me when I'm 70 or 80 years old. Correct. I mean, God forbid something happens before that. That's covered too, right. right? And you can go into a home for rehabilitation or any of that kind of stuff too, yes. Like, does that include like drug rehab and alcohol rehab? That depends on state regulations because every state has different rules on it. Um, you have to start getting things that I know you all hate to talk about is like Medicaid. What about when I go to my psychiatric ward? Psychiatric ward um, depends on the policy that you have that could be covering your health care insurance. So your I thought medical. that was a joke. You made it sound like you actually expect me to Oh, go no, to... I do know you're going there. So you need to contact your <laughs> your major medical and let them know when you will be, you know. <laughs> I mean, you just said that with a straight face. You made me feel like <laughs> you're not surprised. Sometimes if I, I got to get you off guard. Sometimes I got to get you off guard. That hurt my feelings. All right. So, so we've covered uh, five different types of insurance that uh, affect our lives. Uh, whether you buy these policies or not, I think it's unbelievably important. We've covered a lot. You know, we've gone over a, quite a bit here, but we've covered a lot of very important information, uh, things that we should know, things that hopefully we're reconsidering. And ultimately, um, number one, Mark, uh, how, how would somebody get in touch with you? Um, a couple of different ways you can get in contact with us. Um, you can go to IngramChildsInsurance.com is our website. So that's Ingram Childs, I-N-G-R-A-M. Childs, C-H-I-L-D-S, insurance, 
dot com dot com and you'll could you come up with anything longer i i've you know i've been kind of going back and forth but i've got this name out there now and it's no one else's ingram childs yeah so that that's how you can contact us you can contact us on facebook at uh, mark ingram agency on facebook twitter you can get us at mark's farm what's your office phone number um 919-375-4285 now if somebody wants to get you to write the insurance you're limited to north carolina and certain instances, we can discuss different avenues of what we can do. So if you want us to review something for you, I mean, a no look, obviously, just to help you out, uh, we'd be more than happy to do that. And then you can probably are. get them to somebody that you trust in the area. I can get you in contact with someone that I would feel comfortable with. Um, and and you're limited to State Farm? Depending on for workers' compensation, no, we're not. Okay. But for uh, everything else right now, it's State Farm. Okay. So I, I want you guys to use Mark as a resource. Uh, I'm putting him on the spot a little bit. Uh, but but uh, even if you're not in North Carolina and you really don't know where your insurance is and you just need somebody to help guide you, uh, I went to his office today and uh, he he had time to hang out with me. So I know he must have time to to help other <laughs> people out. Uh, so you know uh, I want you to utilize him. I I trust Mark personally, um, and and I know that he has um, your good interest at heart and he wants to help you. So um, please don't hesitate to utilize him. Uh, a, if you want to buy something, that's fine. That's not, I, I don't care personally about that, but I want you to get your life in order. Uh, and, and certainly I want you to work with a qualified professional and somebody who is not there to sell you something, but to help you make wise choices. Uh, that would be great. So uh, to end this uh, episode, um, I want to go over something that's unbelievably important to me um, is that, and I've learned this through the hard knocks is that uh, you you need to do an annual review of your insurance policies, and because the reason I say that, and I know Mark said earlier, maybe every three to five years in life, but I, I really think that insurance is a vital component of your overall financial plan, and your financial plan is something that you need to look at. In my opinion, every six to nine months, uh, because things change, markets go up and down, your needs change you know, things that you plan, things that are going on. And this is why I, I go back to having those members of your team, your certified financial planner, your insurance agent, your accountant, and, and an attorney. You need to have people in a team. And I like to get my team together. I like to, you know, bounce ideas. I like to put them in touch with each other. You know, my accountant will call, call and ask me, what do you have this? My certified financial planner will say, what do you have? And, and I, I believe in that personal relationship where I can just say, hey, dude, here's Mark's information. Mark, whatever you need, please help him. And then I'll have to sign some paperwork. There's certain things he can't give him. He'll have to give to me to give him, uh, you know, th those kind of things. But you need to do an annual review. And it's not about dollar shopping, okay? That's certainly a part of it because sometimes you get overinsured. Absolutely. And that's, and I, and I will say it as uh, T-Bone was mentioning earlier, a lot of things that the insurance industry kind of gets a bad name. I mean, you're already mandated for certain things. So when you're looking for insurance, you'll know when the person has your interests at heart because they will not, it should never be about costs in the beginning. You should say, they should lay out your plan and say, okay, based because on- All what of you guys are pretty competitive. You know, when, when I say all you guys, I'm talking about A, a plus in, insurance agents. Right. You know, right. I'm talking about Northwestern Mutual, State Farm, Allstate, you know, Erie, all these companies, all these well-known companies. So you're looking you know, for, I'm not talking about like the general. <laughs> no, no. Right, right. Anybody comes to me and say, Mark, review this policy and it's from the general. I'm going to go, really? But I'll review it for you. I'll, I'll definitely review it for you. Because when you start looking at the dollar, you're shopping for the dollar. You need to shop for the relationship, not because you want to like the person, the relationship that someone's going to be looking out for you. And I, 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 I do a lot of insurance with the, with the dental industry, um, from from I have you know general dentists, cosmetic dentists, um, orthodontists, periodontists, oral surgeons. Oral yeah. I mean, and my thing is always with all of them. I want to make sure you're covered appropriately, and you know what you're paying for. I mean, after you hear this podcast, sometime you know this week, look at your insurance bill, look at what you have, and just send a text message or an email out to whoever your provider is and say. Am I am I adequately covered or am I underinsured? Or are you overinsured? Or you're overinsured. Well, we keep talking about underinsured, but I can give you examples of Oh, I can give you T-Bones examples of being overinsured. Yeah. You know, we're overinsured and, and we, these are things that we need to look at. What what is my example so I can write that down? I will no, you're not now, but I remember I remember when we we went through his policy from the previous insurance that he had 
And things were number one, he did not have building and or practice to it was all it was all one thing. And so it didn't have his LLC being liable for anything. It was all his practice and it wasn't separated correctly. Um, his workers comp was uh, I believe it was five hundred thousand. It wasn't a million. And the difference between that is thirty dollars a year and things like that. Um, so you and then his auto, his auto coverage wasn't as high as it is now. And it's not trying to milk premium out of you because it's ultimately your choice. You can say I'm not paying. You know, that. and I'm worth more today than I was five years ago. You are, and so I you have to reevaluate. Covered, you know, and I do stupider things today than I did five and years so ago. So you guys who are moving in the direction that he's moving in now, but to a certain point, you kind of get there and stay, and you say retirement's on my mind, and you hope you're, you know, you hope you don't, you're not liable for a lot of debt anymore. So what you want to do is, you guys who are going towards the retirement side of life right now, you need to also get a checkup and make sure you're not overinsured for that stage in your life. And that is the biggest thing. Yeah, like T-Bone said, underinsured, we talk about all the time, which I think people say underinsured, underinsured. Well, it's up to you in understanding your coverage. It's a risk. It is. I mean, unfortunately, some of these risks are thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, I will tell you this one. I know we're short on time, but I'll tell you this one. I have this one dental professional that had... uh, uh, he had he had several locations. One location was not even insured. One location, uh, building two point five million dollars. There was no insurance on it, and we happened to be talking at dinner one night. And he said, "Let me send you my information if you don't mind." He sent it. We sat down, and he was like, "So if something were to happen to this last night, what would have happened? You'd have been taking that uh, insurance professional to court uh, because they told you they had everything covered, and they didn't." So, so just like you guys have to have some kind of malpractice insurance. Oh, we have our, um, yeah, we have a professional uh, liability. It's our errors and omissions insurance. So if I told you, hey, T-Bone, this. this hey, like I building. called you from the car dealership and said, hey, I, I'm buying this new car. Right. And you, you say you got me covered and it turns out you didn't put that into the system. Right. Right. And two months from now, it's a total. Or even, even a week or two from now. Oh, well, well, in different states, you have cross carryover. But for what you're saying, yes, that is what we say we're going to do when we say we're, we've got you covered and we're taking care of it. It's it's just like you're saying, we're going to fix that in your mouth. If you didn't fix it or you pulled the wrong tooth out, you're liable for that wrong tooth. Yeah. Same thing. So, you know, ultimately get a checkup. And I, I believe you got to do it every year. Uh, you know, that's you, you get your checkup. I sit down with my financial professionals, my team, uh, maybe individually or together. And I say every year, Let's put it together. You know, I've just uh, I've I've just asked Mark to to give to me, and and this is the other thing uh, that kind of comes with this is when you get to a point where you have so many pol- it's it's mind it's mind boggling at the end of the day, and it's not like I spend a boatload of money on it, but slowly over time these policies add up, and <clears throat> it's it's not that it's just the dollar amount, but it's the policies, and I want to have in the an untimely death of me or untimely demise or something, I want a reference that my team or my other financial professionals, my parents, my wife, my kids, whoever it may be, they can go to one spot. So I've asked Mark, to, and this is, to me, what good agents do. They put together a book for you, a book of all your policies, your declarations pages, you know, your policy premium so that you know. So, you know, like, for example, if something were to happen and Mona forgot to tell me about her policy, she may never have paid it. And her father said, hey, she's yours now. Now you got to pay it. And if nobody ever, nobody ever told me, I would have stopped paying it. And we may have just lost that policy, right? So we want to know what's going on, what's happening. So have your professional A, make sure that you're not underinsured, you're not overinsured, you're properly insured. Make sure they put together a book for you, a binder. Uh, make sure they mean, in today's world, a binder is not necessary completely. I still want it because I just like paper sometimes. But also apps should have access to all your policies, both business and personal. And this to me is why I like to have a single agency that provides me everything. Maybe I pay a little bit more. Maybe I pay a little bit less. You know, at the end of the day, a few hundred bucks at my stage of my life and my career is not going to make or break me. It's more about the relationship and having an access to a single point uh, to 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 be able to look at those things. I mean, a key a key point. I mean, this day and age is it's 2016. If you can't access your stuff on some app, some or smart online. device online, you you need to switch because if that if that company or if you call your agent and they're like I don't know anything about that right it's right. probably time right. for you it's to get with the time figure somebody else out I mean that's something um, that's just buying because listen let, let me let me let me lay it out for you guys okay because there's no secret here okay insurance companies and insurance agents they get paid based on a, a, a 
pure commission system, okay? So the more business that they write, the more insurance they get, they get a percentage of that business as their level of income, and they get that maybe, I don't know the percentages, I don't want us to get into the percentages, but um, they get that every year. So, you know, some some old geezer that isn't helping you, that isn't part of your team, that you just like and, and feel bad for, if they can't if they can't keep up and get with the times and help you, um, they're doing you a disservice. And that person is just sticking around collecting your insurance checks, okay? Their commissions. And I right. think personally, I, I think that's totally wrong. Okay. I agree. So whether Mark's 50, 60, 70, or 80, his butt better be making sure that we keep up with the times. Absolutely. And the times is 2016 and the times are apps. So I called Mark the other day. We were talking. I said, dude, don't you guys have an app? And he's like, Yeah. So I said, dude, how do I get onto it? What do I got to do? And boom, sure enough, he helps me with it. He sends me, you know, the information that I need, how to access it, the policies that are there, and I can go on the app and I can see it. But I don't, I don't think you should rely on everything on the app because if your phone goes away, you lose that, then how's Mona going to look at my app? I mean, she can't, right? So that's why I believe that you have to have some printed sheets. You got to have a booklet. And, you know, with Mark, and I do this, let's say, even with my dental supply companies, you know, not Mark can't sell me everything. But Mark is my insurance professional. So even though I don't get malpractice through him, he, he needs to be responsible to make sure that malpractice is part of our overall coverage. And he needs to make sure that I keep my malpractice with MedPro and that, that it's part of my book and that, it's, that I'm overall covered there, whether he sells it or not. And to me, that's the sign of a good team member when it comes to whether it's your dental supplies or your insurance, if they're willing to make sure that even the things that they don't sell or that they're not competitive in, if they make sure that you're covered and they can keep that as part of your book of business and make sure that you're well covered, that's a person that's really in it for your best interest and not in it for just what they make. And so to me, is as too many of us, we have insurance agents that are our friends or we've been with for a while and we don't look at it anymore and they're too lazy and stupid to help you look at it again. And so just get it, okay? Get with it. It's too important of stuff. And I hate insurance, but I, I love it when I need it. I hate paying for things I don't need. And, and, and as soon as I sat down and got a great grasp of what's going on and how I want to be covered, uh, it's unbelievably important. So I think we're going to um, end up making this two episodes, Mark, because we went over quite a bit. Um, but that's okay. So um, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, Mark, what's your telephone number? Um, it's 919-375-4285. And your email address? Is... Is it too long? It's too long. Okay, so, so go Ing- to IngramChildsInsurance.com. IngramChildsInsurance.com. I-N-G-R-A-M, child, C-H-I-L-D-S, insurance.com. Thanks so much for listening to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal. Remember to keep striving for excellence, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.